It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on this edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, we clean up the wreckage after a 56-14 beatdown to the NFC East champion, Dallas Cowboys. Plus, a little voicemail action, and what did Ron Rivera have to say moving forward about his team with two games left? That's next. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. I'm Chris Russell flying solo once again. David Harrison will be back a little bit later on this week. We appreciate you guys being with us. Again, a belated Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We thank you for being with us. We realize, obviously, everybody's schedule a little bit different at this time of the year. Some of you working, some of you not working, uh, some of you on your different schedules. So we appreciate you being with us. And quite honestly, it's not always fun covering a losing football team. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's not very fun uh, at all. And that's where we are right now with the Washington football team at 6-9 and nine on the year. Two games left, including the home finale this Sunday at FedEx Field against the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that Washington just, of course, lost to last Tuesday night, so just about a week ago, uh, and a team that they will again face very quickly, much like the turnaround to Dallas was, although that was two full weeks in between. This will be about 11 or 12 days in between. It also means Ryan Kerrigan is making his return to FedEx Field. I know that's not that important, ultimately, uh, but it'll be a nice little subplot to a game that, quite honestly, is not going to mean a whole lot for Washington football fans. Now, Ron Rivera and the players are going to treat it very important. They're going to try and win it at all costs. They're going to try and do whatever they can to keep their roughly 3% playoff hopes alive. Uh, If Washington were to beat Philadelphia, beat the Giants, Philadelphia was to lose, of course, to Washington and then lose to Dallas and some other things were to happen, there's a chance a very, 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 very small chance that Washington could make the playoffs. It's like less than 5%. Uh, so they are going to play until they are told they have no chance. And then even then, you know, football players and football coaches are wired differently. They don't care much about the draft, to be honest with you. They don't care much about the draft. I mean, even though Ron Rivera and his coaching staff and his personnel staff should, should care very much about the draft, and they do, but they don't care about the draft enough to purposely tank a football game and to not play a certain amount of players just because they're trying to get a better slot. Now, what it could mean especially with a loss this Sunday, which would be official elimination. What it could mean is, you know, against the Giants in week 18 of the season, game 17, 
if you have anybody that is remotely questionable in terms of health, you back off. You put them on IR, you don't play them, whatever the case might be. The problem is you might not be able to do that because of all the COVID stuff. You might not have enough players to field a team. So you might have to play a Terry McLaurin. You might have to play a Charles Leno. You might have to play a Jonathan Allen. Somebody like a Kendall Fuller. Even if you're trying to lose, essentially, without trying to lose. Even if those guys are beat up but not injured. They're just, you know, worn down. Their bodies are a little tender, sore, whatever you want to call it, because it's the end of a long season, and the game would mean virtually nothing between the Giants and the Washington football team. But again, that's all assuming that they would lose this Sunday. If they win, beating the Eagles, you know, they go into Week 18 with a, again, theoretical chance to make the playoffs, unless a, a couple of other scenarios take place in week 17 that ultimately eliminate them. Again, these things have to play out. We just don't know and have the answers right here and right now as we sit here early in this week uh, before the new year and before the home finale. All right, let's get to this. Brandon Sheriff and Cole Holcomb were both activated from the COVID-19 protocol list. So, obviously, that is good news. Holcomb missing Sunday night's game only. Sheriff missing last Tuesday against Philadelphia. And, of course, Sunday night against Dallas. Now, Sheriff, that's his sixth game already missed this year. Uh, and if you do the math, it's 24 games missed over the last five years. Or roughly an average of five games per year. Obviously, you know how that could potentially affect Brandon Sheriff as a franchise twice free agent guard, playing a lack of a premium position, always banged up, injured, certainly durability, a major, major concern. But to be quite honest with you, he's viewed and he's graded and he's looked at differently then I think I certainly view him and judge him. And I've been very open with this. I'm not, I'm not a Brandon Sheriff is dominant, Brandon Sheriff is awesome, Brandon Sheriff is a stud type of person. That's not what I am. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he's not dominant at times. But the, the dominant at times thing is very, 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 very hit and miss. Very hit and miss. Uh, I would not pay him under almost any circumstance, unless we're talking, you know, a two-year deal, $16 million per year. And even then, I would have my questions. I would have my doubts. Because he's proven over the course of, again, five years now, that he just cannot stay healthy. And that is understandable. It's a physical position. But some guys can. Take a look. You know, and again, not... Knock on wood, Charles Leno has played now over 100 games in a row. How do you explain that? Other than pure luck? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess that's all I can offer you. 
how do you explain a seventh round pick in Charles Leno, who arrived here with 93 consecutive games played, <coughs> excuse me, and is now, again, knock on wood, that he makes it through, through 15 games. So what is that? Quick math, 108 straight games? And Sheriff, and again, it's not like he's doing anything, I think, negligently by any means. It's just a matter of bad happenstance, bad luck, whatever the case might be. He missed no games. No games. In his first two years. Played all 16 in each. 2015-2016. But then missed two in 2017, missed the final eight in 2018, missed five total in 2019, including weeks four, five, and then was shut down weeks 14, 15, and 16. So, again, that's five there, eight in 2018, and two the previous year. Uh, that is... A total of, what, 15 there? And then three in 2020 on IR in Ron's first year. So that's right there, 18 games in four years. And then you throw another six on top of here, and that's how you get to 24. Remember, he missed four games, week five, six, seven, eight, all losses. Now has not played the last two games because of COVID protocols. Again, bad luck? Perhaps. I don't. I, I wish I had a reason for you. I don't know. I mean, the COVID thing could be a whole other ball of wax, okay? Uh, but I'm not necessarily going there. I have no idea why Charles Leno has played, again, 108 games in a row, and Brandon Sheriff can't walk without getting injured or something happened to him. I, I don't know the reason for that. I, I wish I had a better answer for you. I don't. But here's what I know. That factors in. That has to factor in. When you go to think about re-signing Brandon Sheriff here or signing Brandon Sheriff elsewhere. Yet some desperate team looking for a major upgrade on their offensive line will overpay. And that's a business I don't think Washington can be involved in. All right, so that's the news of Monday. Cole Holcomb and Brandon Sheriff appear, appear set to be able to return to the lineup week 17 in game 16 against the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at FedEx Field. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Again, flying solo on this episode. David Harrison will return later in the week. When we return, we'll hear about what Ron Rivera had to say on Monday to reporters. Uh, and as well, we'll get into some other things, including, including, who do you put the most blame on for the current three-game losing streak? That's coming up next right here. On L-O-W-F-T. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast your first listen each 
and every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021 style. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview and is live now. All right, so here we are. Ron Rivera, of course, met with the reporters that cover the Washington football team on a daily basis on Monday after the team got back from Dallas uh, overnight. And look, you know, Ron is in a tricky situation here, right? Because people are wondering where this whole thing is going. And again, they got back at like three in the morning, maybe four in the morning, and the first question he's asked is if he went back and watched the altercation between Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. One word answer. Nope. On why he hasn't watched it. I just haven't gotten it. So I haven't looked at it. I've been busy watching the game team. <coughs> I really haven't looked at it. From what the players have said, they're good with it. It's like two brothers fighting and they've moved on. Okay. I mean, again, that's exactly kind of like what we thought they were going to say. But what we don't know is what kind of lingering feelings and resentment there is. And what effect that might have as Washington begins to shape its future. Right? Deron Payne is going to play on a fifth-year option next year at roughly $9.5 million, somewhere in that range. That is a very tradable contract. For a guy who has Pro Bowl talent, who doesn't always play like a Pro Bowl player. And as a matter of fact, again, is somewhat inconsistent. The motor runs hot and cold. He doesn't always show up. But when he does, Deron Payne jumps off the screen. And that's why a lot of people think he's great. Which... Again, I wouldn't argue that he's not talented. I wouldn't argue that he's not good at times. I would argue that he's not consistent enough. He's not Jonathan Allen consistent, I'll tell you that much. I don't think anybody in the league feels that way. Certainly nobody that I've talked to. And obviously, I think Washington made their decision pretty much well known. I mean, it's, it's thought that they're not going to be able to sign long-term Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and so on, and still have money for Terry McLaurin and potentially Antonio Gibson and maybe a franchise quarterback. Now, listen, anything and everything can happen. I'm not ruling it out by no means. It depends on the offer. It depends on the negotiations. You know, maybe they get a deal done with Deron Payne that you know I don't think is there, but maybe, maybe not. But I think this could be sort of the fuel for maybe greasing the skids a little bit more. I've been saying that they should dangle Deron Payne in trade talks for a while, going back to last offseason, right? You're trying to find somebody with NFL experience under a manageable contract that has talent that can collapse the pocket. And I've been driving this kind of train for a while. And now all of a sudden you start to hear others chirp about it. And the reality setting in. This team needs help in other areas. They're not winning with a dominant defensive line. You can't pay everybody. So maybe you dangle a Deron Payne. Now, maybe it's Montez Sweat. I don't know. Maybe it's Chase Young. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know how many teams are going to necessarily give you fair value for Chase Young coming off of a torn ACL in a kind of subpar year. Ron was also asked about moving on after Sunday night's loss. 
And he said the message is you've got two games left to play. Let's go out and play it. You lose a game? Okay. Whether you lose it by one, you lose it by 42, it's a loss. So a lot of people are not going to like that. I don't have a problem with that. He's right. It's one loss. I mean, what's the difference if you ultimately lose by one or you ultimately lose by 42? I mean, of course it looks bad. It looks worse. But a loss is a loss. He said, you play this game long enough, you're going to have these kind of defeats. It's how you handle it. Now, if Washington hasn't quit and rolled over and played dead, they'll come out with a strong performance, not effort, a strong performance on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think they gave an effort on Sunday night. They were just overmatched, manhandled in so many different ways. They didn't help themselves in a lot of ways, but they were manhandled. Now, again, as we told you after the game on Sunday night, and Ron reiterated it again today, you're, you're dealing with, or Monday, you're dealing with, and, and he has not hid from you know, cursing in these two press conferences. Not that that's that big of a deal. Uh, but he said, you're dealing with a lot of S. Beep. And it's something that, you know, like he said, you've got to figure out a way through. You've got to figure out a way to grind through. That's what this next two games is more about. Now, here's the weird part. Again, they're going to fight like hell to win these two games. And yet... The chances of them making the playoffs are almost next to none. So if they win these next two games and don't make the playoffs, people are going to be upset. Fans are going to be upset. And that's somewhat understandable because it's going to cost them a draft pick or a draft slotting. Right now they're in the top ten. What are they, number nine overall, whatever it is? Not, again, not that it matters. It's going to change a lot over the next two weeks anyway. Win or lose. But if they win these next two games or even win one of the two and don't make the playoffs, and again, the only way you can make the playoffs is by winning two and having a lot of other help, people are going to be pissed. And Ron is going to be like, no, 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 this is what I want my guys to do. I want my guys to compete. I want my guys to play hard. I want my guys to win. I want to, you know, that's part of building a culture. And so there's going to be this gigantic clash, just like there was last year, between winning the division at 7-9 and nine and sacrificing a top 10 draft pick. And ultimately, we saw how it worked out for the Dallas Cowboys. We think we've seen how it's going to work out for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and those two teams obviously made a trade. Now, it hasn't worked out so far for the New York Giants, but the Giants traded down. We'll hear a little bit more on that coming up uh, next segment. And the last thing I wanted to bring up, was DeShazer Everett was released from the hospital after the fatal car accident on Thursday night in Loudoun County in which a 29-year-old female victim uh, was, um, was innocently killed. Um, and, and we don't know the details, uh, but Ron did confirm that he sustained some injuries, which we knew he was in the hospital for a reason. Uh, they were not life-threatening injuries. And again, he's out of the hospital. Um, but he inevitably said that he sustained an injury that will probably keep him out for the rest of the year. Not that you would expect, per se, uh, that, you know, he is going to come back. He said, without getting into detail, uh, the injuries he has would not allow for it. So we don't know, again, what those injuries are. 
The other big thing, uh, and real quickly, I forgot about this, is he did say that it is possible that Kyle Allen would play against Philadelphia. But he said, right now, we're going to start Taylor, meaning Heineke, against Philadelphia, and we'll see. You know, he, he did admit that it's a possibility that Kyle Allen could play and that they want to get a good look at Kyle. So maybe Kyle Allen plays in the finale against the Giants if they're eliminated. Who knows? Maybe he plays a little bit on Sunday against Philadelphia. Again, who knows? It kind of depends on how the game is going. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with this question. A poll that I did on Twitter on who is most to blame for the three-game losing streak. And a little bit more on Ryan Kerrigan's return to FedEx Field and the situation that the Eagles are facing. That's next right here on LOWFT. Good to have you with us. All right, guys, Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all of the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Just a quick note, Miles Sanders has a broken hand for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's hard to imagine that he'll be able to go this Sunday, uh, but we can't rule anything out, obviously. I don't know how you protect something like that, when you're, especially when you're a running back and you can go down uh, at any one point. Obviously, you'd be limited in pass protection. You'd be limited catching the ball. You'd be limited carrying the ball. You'd be limited getting hit. You'd be limited getting tackled. Uh, to me, it would be kind of crazy right now, unless there's something that I'm missing, that Miles Sanders would be able to play. Uh, in this particular game, but he's not officially ruled out. And it's also Ryan Kerrigan's return to FedEx Field. Now, last Tuesday, he only played 15 snaps against his former team. Did not really make any sort of impact. It's hard to kind of even notice him, to be honest with you. And has had a very, very, very unproductive uh, year in Philadelphia in terms of raw numbers. Uh, but who knows? Ryan Kerrigan returning to FedEx Field where he's drafted, where he had such a great career. That could juice him up. Uh, and wouldn't it just kind of be fitting if Ryan Kerrigan does the old showstopper uh, and gets a sack or two in his return uh, to FedEx Field? That you know might be the only thing of interest, if you will, uh, in a lot of ways for uh, Washington fans uh, because it's hard to imagine, again, making the playoffs uh, with such a small, small, small sliver of the pie uh, left returning. Either way, we play the games and – we have the situation as it is 1 o'clock on Sunday. So the last thing that we're going to do, I asked this 
uh, question um, on Twitter. And I said, who is most responsible for the three-game losing streak? COVID slash injuries combined, a lack of a franchise quarterback, the coaching staff, or poor roster construction. Now, I only gave two hours uh, for a vote because I needed the results. 524 votes on Twitter. 37.8% said COVID slash injuries, which, by the way, is the right answer. Lack of a franchise quarterback, 24.4%, but that was only third. Poor roster construction made second, 28.2% of the vote. Coaching staff made the fourth and final choice at only 9.5%. I thought that was an interesting poll and kind of an interesting you know, way to answer it. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the poor roster construction because of the standpoint that they've had so many injuries and combined with COVID, but, I mean, a lot of teams are dealing with that, as we know. Uh, maybe there is some poor roster construction. Uh, certainly, it's not good enough, I'll tell you that. I, I don't know if it's poor, but it's not good enough, period. We know that. Uh, and actually, a lot. The last thing that we wanted to do was here a quick, quick, quick little voicemail from Samir in Phoenix, who actually left this last week before the Christmas holiday. We just never had a chance to use it. So I cut off the stuff about last week's game, which is what Samir had called in about, uh, and just wanted to express uh, a little bit of positivity after last week's game in Philadelphia, but more what was lost by not, by not tanking essentially last year. Last year, you know what, we made the playoffs, and that was cool, and it was a moral victory to almost beat Tom Brady, but we ended up losing out Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Michael Parsons and all these guys with the six spots that we went uh, back. So let me know what you guys think about that. I feel at this point we just get a quarterback and just call it a day, whether that's a veteran or in the draft. Take care. All right, once again, that's a quick hit from our buddy Samir in Phoenix, and he is right. They certainly bypassed a chance at a better draft pick and perhaps Justin Fields. Uh, I don't know if that's worked out for the Bears or not. Certainly not the price that they had to pay. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, they did cost themselves by winning enough, even though they didn't win enough, if that makes sense, at 7-9 to nine and winning the division by default last year. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for making us the first listen of your day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you want to hop in on the voicemail, we have room for you coming up throughout the week. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. That's going to do it for us today. Washington football fans, thanks again for joining us. We are free and available on all platforms. Again, David Harrison scheduled to rejoin us. Later on this week, uh, make sure you check him out, SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Menher Show on the Team 980, the Washington football team flagship station. Again, we'll be back with more content right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Happy New Year. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.